Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of 3D Universe Untethered. I'm Jeremy Simon, your host. And uh, in this session, we're going to be talking all about MakerBot 3D printing solutions for education. So what you can do with MakerBot in the classroom. And it's quite a bit, especially if you haven't kept up with them in recent years. So uh, it's going to be a great discussion. And to have that discussion, I'd like to invite uh, Dottie Stewart to join me. And I'm going to introduce her uh, momentarily here for you. Hi, Dottie. Hey, Welcome. Jeremy. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. How about you? Fabulous. Excellent. Ready Good to talk you. about printing. Absolutely. I always love talking about 3D printing and education, especially. That's always awesome. been one of my favorite areas and getting, getting, uh, making sure kids get access to this, this great technology. So uh, we have a lot to talk about today, but let's maybe first give our audience a little bit of a better sense of who you are. I'm going to just read a little bio here, if you don't mind, embarrass you for a few moments here. So um, as vice president of Global Channel at MakerBot, Dottie Stewart oversees the company's go-to-market channel strategies across the regions. She has over 20 years of experience in technology, sales, and education, building channel strategies, and creating connections between manufacturers, resellers, and customers. Dottie was also a teacher for over 10 years, receiving awards for exemplary teaching and technology integration in the classroom. She loves her morning coffee, anything that goes fast, roller coasters, race cars, planes, and traveling to new places. In her downtime, loves being at home with the family, relaxing, watching movies, or tinkering with tech. Great to have you, Daddy. Awesome. Great to be here. And I think most importantly, um, you know, yes, I do all of those other things, but having that teaching background um, has kind of grounded me throughout everything I've done. So I think that's that's kind of what we bring to the table today is is that that background in, in education. Absolutely, absolutely. So we do have a lot of ground to cover today. And so uh, one of the things that we're going to do a little bit differently here is, you know, we usually keep it mostly just discussion oriented, and it's just kind of us talking, but I do think some some slides would be helpful to just kind of keep us uh, on track with the discussion today, uh, so that we don't miss any of the important topics. Um, you know, we will be cognizant of the fact that some of our listeners are, are getting the podcast version of this. So we'll, we'll keep you, you know, uh, updated on what we're discussing as we go. We won't rely too heavily on the visuals, but for those watching, it will help to kind of keep us all on the same page and everything. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And uh, while I'm doing that, I'm just going to remind our watchers and listeners that you can always get to us through our blog at 3duniverse.org. Uh, you'll see a graphic in the upper left for 3D Universe Untethered, and that's where you'll always find the latest uh, uh, recordings, a list of upcoming episodes, etc. All right, so here we go. So, um, all right, so here's some of the topics that we're going to cover today. We thought it might be good to start with just kind of talking about why 3D printing in the classroom. And I think most of our listeners and watchers get this, but it's always good to review and kind of talk about some of the cool things being done in the classroom and, and why that's important. We're going to talk about some of the educational stuff that's available, the certification resources that are available to teachers and students. We'll talk about cloud print and why that's helpful in a classroom environment. Uh, this new sketch bundle uh, for the classroom, which you may or may not be familiar with and why that's good for uh, educational environments. And then we're going to talk about sort of, okay, once you get a 3D printer or a 3D printing solution in the classroom, then what? You know, where do we go? What do you, how do you get started? What are some of the kinds of projects you can do, the lesson plans? And we'll, we'll talk through some examples and, and give you some ideas to help you get started. That sound about right, Dottie? Sounds great. Looking awesome. forward to talking about all of these things. So um, I'm going to let you kind of take the lead on this from here, Dottie, and you kind of just give me a nudge when you want me to forward slides if I don't get the... Yeah, uh... absolutely. You know, as, as we start to really talk about 3D printing in the classroom and, and why 3D printing in the classroom, and when we when we really think about that, you know, when I, when I started um, back in the 
early 2000s, because yes, you mentioned number of years. So it's been a few years since I've been in education. Um, but we, you know, there was 3D printing out there, but it was still that pipe dream, right? Like it was something that was almost intangible and untouchable. It was something that wasn't being used every day. However, when you look at 3D printing now, I still think a lot of educators still think that it's like this kind of remote thing that, that kids may or may not use. But when you look at 3D printing, it is really changing new product development across every single industry you can imagine. Automotive, aerospace, maritime, medical, sports, railway, everything. Because the prototyping, the jigs, the fixtures, the manufacturing, the fact that it can go from small to large, it's just huge. And I think my passion is that, you know, educators really understand that when they start having kids understand 3D modeling, understanding what is happening in the background, get them started early. It's almost like learning a foreign language, but their jobs in the future are going to entail something around this, whether it's the modeling, whether it's the printing, but understanding 3D printing is being used across all of these um, all of these areas, and and I'm sure you can talk to this as well. Um, well, I'll just point out, not because I, I know this is it would be getting off topic. I want to stick with the education focus, but I will say that I, I hear again and again and again from our customers across all of the industries that you're showing here and more. When you talk about that prototyping and and you know having an idea and bringing that idea to life. I hear the same kind of story again and again, where we used to have to send it out to have a part created and it would take several weeks and hundreds of dollars to get that part back. Now we can 3D print it in a matter of hours and it costs us a few bucks. And the the big thing is, it's not just the, the fact that it's getting done so much faster and so much cheaper, but when you think about that creative process of having an idea and there's like an energy that goes with that, you have this idea and, and you're, you're excited about it. And, and when you can prototype rapidly and literally iterate within a day, that really helps to keep that momentum going. And, and I think businesses are realizing that there's a lot of power in that, that you can do things in ways that you just couldn't do when you were doing this traditional sort of outsourcing cycle for prototyping and stuff. So I agree, we're seeing it in every, every industry because they're just, they're realizing there's just no question there's an advantage with it. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later too, as we kind of start to talk about kind of how to implement this in the classroom as well. Awesome. So when you think about that, um, you know, again, just kind of iterating uh, that the different career paths that that can can your kids can go into. Right. Because, again, we are talking about education. But why do we start it with the careers? Because, again, you know, teachers, I know from being a teacher, there is limited time. And, OK, I've got to teach math and I've got to teach science and I've got to teach language arts and I've got to get the kids reading. And what I do, how do I have time for this? The reality is, is this iterative thinking that they're going through, the design thinking process, that's going to lead them into all of these careers and all of these careers are utilizing 3D printing. And, and I just, again, I love to put these up there so people start to think about what their kids are going to be doing, whether they're a high school kid and they're gonna be printing in a few years or whether they're five years old. And yes, we have five-year-olds that are designing 3D prints um product design engineering architecture and the entertainment industry um, a lot of a lot of people don't even know that a lot of the anim the animations and things like that those are they're using 3d printing to create those things 
Um, mm -hmm. Manufacturing process, that's what you were just talking about. Medical, uh, I mean, any of the listeners out there, go go look at 3D printing and medical and what they can do. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, it, absolutely. And it's not know, just, we're not just talking about things being printed and then, you know, putting them in the body. We're talking about assistive technologies, tools to assist with surgeries, all, all kinds of, of things, you know, for yeah. planning surgeries, lots of, yeah. and there's another interesting aspect to this, which is, you know, yes, eventually all of these students are going to end up in some kind of a career, but, you know, before you get to a career, you know, you got to find your way there. You got to get some experience in the business world. For some of these kids, it might be something like starting their own little small business, setting up an Etsy shop. They could make things with various types of digital fabrication, like 3D printing, and they could actually start their own little business. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of other possibilities like that, that this opens up. Absolutely. So again, I just, I, to me, I think it's, it's great to, to think about the education space, but I think if we think about education in a bubble without understanding what is that career path right. that we're asking teachers to invest in and what, what's the return on investment for our teachers, right? You know, as business owners, we're, we're always talking about return on investment and, and teachers and schools are, are looking for the same thing. They want to provide their students with the best tools that are going to prepare them for their future. And I think really integrating 3D printing and the 3D printing process into your curriculum is going to help your students find the, the, that success. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, move on here. So yeah, I, uh, this was something that I was hoping we could talk a little bit about just, um, and we won't spend much time here, but just some ideas about how, what are you seeing in terms of how different levels of schooling are using 3D printing? What do you see happening in you know, the earlier grade levels and the mid levels and the higher levels? So kind of talk us through that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, most of my experience, I was, I was an elementary school teacher. So I taught mainly K-6 um, when I was teaching. Um, but have worked with middle schools and high schools as well. And it, as, as I've kind of gone through the different iterations of, of my career, I've, I've worked with all different levels. And as we're looking at what schools are doing and, and you think about kids using 3D printing, you know, sometimes I'll talk to teachers and they'll be like, really, kindergartners? Yeah, kindergartners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they can print. Um, but when, when you think about breaking this down and scaffolding, right, and, and building up the skills that you're going to need, really with those K-5 students, and this is kind of what, what the slide shows, but for those of you that are just listening, for K-5, really what we're looking at is inspiring that curiosity in STEM, like just, just inspiring, like thinking outside of the box, right? That does, like, what is possible? Um, it's it's really creating like tactile models, um, things that can help kids get a, a grasp on abstract concepts and making them, you know, something that they can touch and hold and feel. Um, it helps them really at that younger age start start to understand the spatial reasoning, right? Like you want them to understand the different ways that things go together. We do this now, but when when you get into three D printing and three D modeling, it's that that spatial sense is really important. And really, what we're talking about K five early engineering concepts. So we really are bringing that engineering way down into you know the kindergarten grade level. Um, and so the example that that we have on the slide, um, you know, the, at the Whitby School, they move their students through the design process by turning a fictional city into a scaled model city. Um, I've seen um, different lessons where teachers have, you know, had kids design 
functional tools that would be used by different members of their community. Let's say, you know, what, what would a doctor use and, and try to create different tools that that doctor would use. Um, but they're, they're, they're taking an abstract concept, creating, and then, and then making that a, a model that they can, they can see and hold. Um, for grades six through eight, now they're, now we're talking about taking it to that next level and they're really developing their design thinking skills, learning through iteration. They're starting to kind of imagine, do something, think about it, redesign it, redo it, really hands-on engineering principles. Now we're gonna take some sort of a, like maybe a car and we're gonna figure out how do I change it? How do I, how do I make it better by maybe making the wheels different or the, the, how the motor works different, thing, things like that. Um, so we're going to deepen our, our, our lessons when I get to middle school. Um, so for example, again, I, the wheel came from kind of the example that's, that's on the slide, which is, you know, taking 3D printed wheels to improve their CO2 powered cars, right? Yeah. So again, taking it to the next level. You know what I always think of is how much fun it would have been. You remember those uh, bridge building contests that we did when we were in, in school? How oh, much yeah. fun that would be if you had 3D printers to be part of that. That could be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Or the soapbox cars. I mean, take, yeah. we're taking them to the next level, right? Like this exactly. is all, it's not new, but it's definitely different, right? We're, right. We're, yeah. we're changing it. And then now you take it to high school. And again, if, if the kids have started young enough, right? And they've learned these skills. Now, by the time they get to high school, we can really start to do some pretty complex design. And so, you know, they're really starting to learn professional 3D printing skills as they get up to that, you know, that that high school level. We're developing their skills to go to college, career, um, really critical thinking skills. So, for example, at the Brooklyn Technical High School, this is another example of, of kids that have, have done this over the years. They collaborated to demonstrate complex calculus principles with 3D printed parts. So they were actually taking their calculus principles and then figuring out again a way to make it hands on and solid. But we've also got a ton of examples in high school robotics teams. Um, you know, they have to create you know machines that do specific things, and they can you know they'll they. Enclosures for the electronics and all exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. and you can't order this stuff. So where are you right. going to get it? Well, let's design it. Let's let's create yeah. it. So excellent. And so, really, when when we look at kind of the ecosystem needs to support that flow, right? When you're with K five, and this kind of goes into to MakerBot because I think we really think about the whole journey you're going to take from being a little person learning how to use it all the way to that professional engineer sitting at their desk designing the next part that's going to go into the plane that's going to take us from here to china right <laughs> or wherever you want to go um k5 what we really want is we want to have something simple easy to use teacher take it out of the box i don't want you to have to think about it i, I want you to be able to use it very easily right. um six eight same thing you know simple um but as you start to get to the older grades, you're going to need something more complex. You're you're going to start thinking about heated chambers and different types of material. And there's just different things to kind of think through as you get older kids, more complex, more complex printing. So the, I think, and Jeremy, you work with teachers all over the place. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the thing that 
that I run into the most is teachers saying, Oh my gosh, this is like so scary. What am I going to do? How am I going to, I don't, I don't know anything about 3d printing. And you know what? You don't have to, and you, you don't have to have something super complex. You know, yeah. you can start simple. So I think that's the, that's the beauty. Of especially it. I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit of a, a plug there from my own experience. Cause I do have to say that in that regard, MakerBot really, really shines. I, you know, I've, I've been testing these machines myself and you literally take it out of the box, plug it in and you get a wizard on the screen that will walk you step-by-step step through what you need to do. It could not be easier. Uh, you, you really, you really wouldn't have trouble getting started. Excellent. Okay. So I think again, where we're going with this and, and for the audience, you know, you have a lot of choices and of course you can go out there and you can look for the you know cheapest thing, or you can look for, you know, whatever is out there on the market, but with, with 3d printing, I think it is really important for you to have something that is your kids can grow with and also really helps you and your students really get engaged in the 3D printing process. Again, I don't care if I can teach you how to 3D print. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't excite me. What excites me is that your kids are learning the process to be inventors. Yeah. So I think that's our goal at MakerBot is, is to, to release that, in, that inner engineer, that inner, inner inventor, right? Yep. <laughs> And really how we do that is through through design thinking and and AJ Giuliani, this is just one of my favorite quotes. Um, if you've never heard it, for those of you that are on the podcast, uh, design thinking provides a way to think about creative work. It starts with empathy, working to really understand the problems people are facing before attempting to come up with the ideas and create solutions. And nice. it's just it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I wish I could take credit for it, but I cannot. <laughs> but it. I think this to me is the underpinning of, of everything we should be doing. Right. And, and that's where we want to start. So on the screen, we, we brought up kind of our design thinking process that we want people to do. And so Jeremy, I think when we, when we're talking to the audience right now, so I know your audience today, the people that show up, right. The people that are watching, they typically know 3d printing, but I bet all of you, I want you to think in your brain, if you're watching us right now, think in your brain of the teacher down the hall that doesn't know about 3d printing or thinks this is going to be hard or thinks, oh, well, I'm going to wait to get that printer. Right. I mean, I'm sure Jeremy, you think they, they all know somebody like that, right? Probably. probably. <laughs> um, so to those people that don't have a 3D printer, I think what's really cool about the design thinking process is right now today, I want you to start thinking as we're talking about how you could do this in your classroom today, even if you don't have a printer. Because the first step is to empathize. It's to journal. It's to think about what things could better my environment. And, and last year during the pandemic, I think was one of the most interesting times. Trust me, we all think crazy time, but interesting <laughs> because we had kids that were designing tools to open doors, tools mm -hmm. to push button on elevators, thinking about empathy. How do I help other people? How do I help make this situation better? How do I make something to, to, to change the world? Right. And Jeremy, that's your, your, the, the hand project. That's where this all started, Absolutely. right? 
Yeah, I, that's why the, I definitely recognize that uh, that quote, and I don't know that we've used that one with the Enable Volunteer community, but it absolutely is relevant there. This is what we've seen from all the, the classrooms that have been involved with the, the Enable project with us is exactly this. It, it gives the students an opportunity to empathize with somebody else to understand what would it be like to have a, a limb difference like that. And in fact, we've done workshops to actually have them put a sock over their hands and then try to do things and pick up cups and stack cups and things like that. So they can really try to get into their shoes and understand and then start to think, well, what could we make that would, you know, make things better for that person? So yeah, we've seen this and it really is an exciting and rewarding experience for the students to go through. It's not just teaching them information, you know? Exactly. And I think that's what, I think that's what, you know, if, if anybody walks out of this, con this, this, this little conversation that we're having and they can walk away and think, yeah, you know what? I can get my kids to do that. 3d printing is not just about the printer. 3d printing is about the process. It's about understanding. And, and this is what inventors do, right? If you talk to any sure. entrepreneur, any inventor, they're constantly journaling their they're looking, they're thinking, what can, what can I create? Right? So get your kids starting, starting there, start to think. Yeah. Then once they do that, defining that problem, understanding where are their problems now brainstorm, how do I fix it? What can I do? Be crazy. Be cra again, these first three steps, you can do all of this without a printer. Mm -hmm. But once you start doing that, now we're going to get to prototyping. And that's really where things start to get fun. So when we start to prototype, that's when we're going to create low tech versions. We again, you still may be drawing, mm -hmm. but hopefully now at this point, you're going to start to transition your kids into Tinkercad or maybe something easy, some basic design concepts. And from there, now we're going to start to create things. Then we can start to now we're going to start wondering like, OK, now where is Jeremy? Where's 3D Universe? How do I get a printer? I need a printer now. But the cool thing is, is that now you're going to be ready to test. You're going to be ready to print. And so many teachers I see that, that here's what they do, Jeremy, that, that I see. Well, I can't 3D print because I don't have a 3D printer. There's not a 3D printer in our school. How am I going to 3D print? And then they get the 3D printer and they're like, well, I don't know how to use it yet. And my kids don't have anything designed yet. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it mm -hmm. yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we spend time with it sitting there because we're we're waiting for that next step so you know what if we could get every teacher out there thinking about these terms and getting their kids just excited about thinking dreaming designing without anything and then get them into tinkercad when that printer shows up you're going to have a whole list of things ready to print yeah so. that's that's a really good idea and it, it occurs to me that not only does it help them to be able to be productive ahead of actually getting the 3D printer, but it seems that these first three phases could actually end up helping to build the justification for the purchase <laughs> of the 3D That's printer. That's exactly right. You yeah. have to have it. Look, I've got all of it. Look at what I have. Look at what these kids are doing. Look at what they're designing. Wouldn't it be amazing to bring these things to life? Exactly. I love it. And there's nothing more more invigorating than that than that small child looking at you with their the love in their eyes saying, "I really want to print this." <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so All let's that, talk a little yeah. bit about training and and yeah. certifications. Absolutely, and and again, this is where 
I think, um, you know, again, as you guys are out there um, as an audience looking for, okay, well, how do I get started or tell teachers down the, the hall how to get started? I think, again, it's not just about buying a printer. You know, people will ask me all the time, well, how much does a printer cost? A printer could cost $49. <laughs> a printer could cost $5 million. What do you do with it? What's your goal? <laughs> right. So when, you know, when you think about, when you think about what your needs are and you think about a, a classroom use, most importantly, what support is going to be there for you with that printer? So the first thing we talked about was ease, right? It's easy to use. It's easy to open. Right. But the second thing is how are a, you as a teacher going to learn how to use this and B, how are my students going to use, use this? So again, we talked, there definitely is that, that thing get started without the printer, but certification. That's one thing that we also include with all of our printers. So the printers come with certification. Now certification, what does that mean? Now, a lot of people will tell you, well, we've got certification. So what you're going to find is you're going to open the box and it's going to say, here's the certification card, press this button. This is how you turn it on. <laughs> this is how you push these buttons. This is how you put the, the, the filament on the side or on the top or wherever you put it, right? It's going to be a how to print, right? We want you to know how to print, but that's not the important part, right? So more than printer operation, when, when anybody out there that, that works with 3D Universe, you know, when you're looking for a printer and you come to them for, you know, advice and things like that, they're going to be making sure that you're learning more than just printer operation. We want to certify you as the teacher on how do I integrate this with my lessons? How do I make my lessons around real, real world problem solving? So we don't give you scripted lessons or things like that in the certification, but what we do do is we give you a framework to start looking at your curriculum and how to embed this in your curriculum. Pretty exciting, right, Jeremy? It is, it is. So yeah, that's what we, we get yeah. a lot of that from teachers. You know, that's probably the thing that we hear most often is sort of how, once we get this here, how do we, where do we go from there? How do we get going? How do we put this to good use? Right. And I think that helps a lot with that. And I think for us, you know, really, you know, we've got the ISD seal of alignment. Again, we did not get the ISD seal of alignment because of printer operation. We got it because of the tying of the technology to the underpinnings of the process. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really about making sure that students get that operation, design thinking, problem solving, teachers, you have so there's different there's different certifications there's a teacher certification and a student certification so you can actually have some of your student students get certified as well um, so that they can actually help other students um, and then we also have hundreds of curated lessons so there are lesson plans lessons that you can utilize um, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit more but um, you know just again as you're looking for a solution for you as an educator I think these are all things that are important to consider. So it's not just a Absolutely. printer. Absolutely. Okay, so then I guess now we're, we're kind of moving into the territory where we start talking about giving students access to this 3D printing technology and uh, MakerBot Cloud Print is one important part of that. So maybe talk to us a little bit about what that is and why that's beneficial in an educational environment. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times, again, Coming from, an, from coming from being an educator, right? 
30 kids are in my classroom. People are like, oh my gosh, I've got 30 kids and you want me to have them all print to this thing. What am I going to do? Um, typically with a lot of 3D printers, what you'll do is you'll have a USB flash drive, you'll go plug that in, or some of them will connect to like your local um, internet and you can like send things to the printer. But then how are you going to manage that? I got 30 kids. You and 30 kids sending stuff to the printer? Oh, no, I'm a high school teacher. I don't have 30 kids. I have 180 kids, <laughs> right? All the high school teachers out there are like 30 kids. What's 30 kids? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> high school teachers, I got your back. You've got 180 kids. How am I going to manage this? And so, again, thinking about how you teach and how students are going to be interacting is key for this to be successful. So when we think about 3D printing in the classroom, how are your kids going to send stuff to the printer? How are you going to manage it? How, how do you know what stuff is going on? So we actually came up with cloud print. And, and why is that? Because this is going to make your life so easy as a teacher. So what and, you can and do, before, yeah, before we even get into the functionality, I just want to point out the benefits just in terms of some of the, I, I guess we call it IT management. Think about rolling out slicing software, a whole bunch of notebooks for all your students and managing that whenever updates come out. You don't have to do any of that with a cloud nope. solution. All you do Nothing. is go to a web address. <laughs> That's it. And the great thing is, so when you think about it, what teachers can do so this actually has a um a little um, button the teacher all you have to do as a teacher you click the button it, it will give you a url so if, let's say i'm an elementary teacher i might create one url for my whale project and one url for you know this project and then all 30 kids would submit to that url i can take that url i'll just i just put it right into my google classroom yeah. we have some google classroom integration that works great but you could put it into, if I'm a high school teacher, you could put it into Canvas or whatever your LMS is. All the kids have to do, they click on that button, there, the, the URL, it opens up one little box. The students just add their little, they add their STL. They don't have to do, they don't have to slice it, dice it. They don't have to know any of that. If they do, great, they can. And if slice it and dice it, that scares you, don't worry. It's not a big deal. All they gotta do is take their little Tinkercad file, upload it, and then that's going to go into the, the queue. And as a teacher now, you'll notice there's a there's well, if you're not on the the if you can't see the, the visual, I'll kind of explain it for you. But basically what it does is you'll have a queue. The students all go into the queue. I can see if where everybody is. I can open up each individual project. If I want to put projects together, I can. But I can actually take it. I can look at it. I can make sure it's on the plate correctly. If it's not, I can I can actually reject it. I can send it back to the student so the student can actually get it back. They can then redesign, send it back to me. It gives us a way to collaborate on that print, which is great. And then once it's all ready, I can actually print. I can literally if I'm sitting here now and Jeremy has a sketch in his office, I could send it to his office because it's all based on the cloud. So it's it's super great. It's going to show you what's printing. You can actually see it live printing. So you'll know like the like the, there's actually a camera so the, that I can actually watch it print. So if there's a mistake or something that happens, I can actually catch that. Um, yeah. But basically, I, I love how you have I love how you have that group view. You can actually see all your printers, see all the cameras kind of side by side and just kind of monitor your whole print farm. It's really nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So, I mean, really. When you think about it, I mean, and we had a lot of teachers doing this um, when we've had these crazy like half here, half there, kids on Tuesday right. and Thursdays and at home on Monday afternoons. 
Well, it didn't matter, you know, so even next year, you're going to be back in the classroom. Great. You're, but you know what, we, we're seeing a lot of districts that are now going to do a, some hybrid learning environments. But imagine, you know, your kids don't have to be there. You don't have to be right there while the printer is printing. That's and, and in fact, we're seeing that now where some schools, especially when you look at some of the more affordable solutions like the sketch bundle that we're going to talk about in a little while, they actually have the option now where they could send a 3D printer home with a student for a period of time and maybe rotate them around. And the wonderful thing about this is once you set up one of these printers for the cloud, you don't have to change anything. The, the printer goes somewhere else. As soon as you connect it to Wi-Fi or plug it into the network, it's back online. You're, you're, you can send jobs to it. Exactly. So it really makes for a, a nice solution. Yeah, it's it's it it's been huge. So that that whole integration with Google Classroom, the links, um, it's it's a amazing solution. We've been super happy with it, and we had we've had great feedback from from teachers. And I, and I think yeah. about it, you know, Jeremy, when I was in the classroom and we were just starting to roll out one to one. Okay, I just aged myself, but yeah, just starting to roll out one to one. And I remember just some of the simple problems like 30 kids lining up to go get a laptop, right? Like, sure. like, this is a way to deal with those same solutions, right? Like you, you can't have 30 kids going and standing at the 3D printer waiting to put their USB drive in that would just like, nor do high. you nor do you want them to in many cases, you don't yes. want a student to just walk <laughs> yeah. up and start a print going you, you probably want to check it first. Exactly, exactly. For many reasons, because you know, it may not even fit on the plate, right? I mean, that's right. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they're using 100% infill and there's really no need to waste all that material. Exactly. You know, like exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the other thing that I, I wasn't actually aware of this, but I'm seeing this on the slide that we're looking at here, that, that students can actually send their files and leverage MakerBot Cloud without having to create accounts for each student. Correct. So mm -hmm. that's there's a nice no accounts. Yeah, no account creation. It's literally the teacher is creating, um, the, it's just a, a link like a and it brings box, up a yeah. little, a, a little, a little box on their screen and it's Chromebook. I mean, any, any browser, nice. it's just, it's browser based. Um, so, you know, you can just bring up that URL, you attach your STL and off you go. Very awesome. simple. Yeah. It's a very powerful feature. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the, the sort of the ecosystem and the kinds of support that you get and everything, but I, I do want to get into some of the products. So let's, because yeah. I, I, this has changed a lot. If, if any of our customers are watching and, and haven't, you know, worked with MakerBot solutions in, you know, a few years, you're used to very different kinds of hardware. So there's there's entirely new series here. And I, I'd like to kind of talk through these, especially as they relate to the classroom. So talk us through the, this is not everything MakerBot offers, but for today's kind of focus, talk to us about the sketch and then the method series. Absolutely. So when we look at our printer portfolio, and I do call it a printer portfolio. And like Jeremy said, there's a few others that are not there, but these are our newest printers. And we have the sketch, the method and the method X. And so again, when we think about that scaffolding, and if we go back to the beginning of the conversation, when we said, okay, well, we're gonna start with simple and then we're gonna go more complex. This is what you see in a printer portfolio. We've got sketch, which is simple. It's easy, it's plug and play. And you'll notice that there are two there. And um, if you're not on, if you're not watching and you don't see it, you don't see this, but there's two and we always show two. And the reason we always show two is that, you know, we have, we have our rep plus is our older printer, which is tried and true. We sell a ton of them. People love them. They're great. But when we went to redesign, one of the things that we found, especially with teachers, you're not filling the build volume. You're not printing things 
that are this big for most kids, right? They're smaller prints, multiple prints. That's very hard to do when you're trying to get multiple things plated on the same build plate. So what we found is giving you more build volume for less money with multiple printers that now allow multiple kids to send prints, you actually can be more effective, more efficient, and more affordable with a sketch classroom and the classroom pack comes with two. So we recommend that you actually get a couple of printers. So we've made it more affordable to buy multiple. The build volume for each is a little bit smaller, but when again, when you look at the projects that you can print, Jeremy, mm -hmm. you can get you can get a ton of stuff done. And the other thing is oh, like, yeah. let's say I have one that fills up the build volume, but I have another one that's really tiny. Well, before I might take that little tiny project and all of a sudden I've, I've just, I'm like wasting time with my printer. Now mm -hmm. I can have this big thing that's taking eight hours, but then I can print four or five small things maybe in the same time on the other printer. Right. We go to method. Method is going to open up some new things. This is more complex. We see a lot. We actually see middle schools starting to buy the method. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the thing about method and method X is that they have a what's so sketch is going to have a heated build plate method and method x are going to have a heated build chamber so now kids are able to prevent print number one with um support material so not just breakaway supports but support material um dissolvable support material as well with method we do have a support material that can just be dissolved with water um, with method x we've got sr30 which wash tanks, some other things that you need to do to do that. But what's nice is that you can get very, very, the, the term we use is dimensionally accurate parts, mm -hmm. <laughs> which means I can print something over and over and over again, and it will fit together perfectly. That's it right. will, it, it just, because I of that heated chamber. I will mention that I actually, I did a video on the method X a while ago. It would be worth checking that out. I'll, I'll include a link to that video when we post this one. And I showed exactly that. We did some, some, some test prints to show dimensional accuracy and compared it against some other printers. So definitely check out that video if you want to learn more. And I'll also mention that we are going to be doing another session in 3D Universe Untethered a little bit later on uh, in the, the weeks or months to come where we'll be focusing more on this method line. Uh, but today we're gonna we're gonna turn our attention back to sketch and kind of go into a little bit more detail here. So I think you already touched on some of this um, yep. already. We're just looking at some of the details here of what's in the sketch bundle. So when you buy this bundle, let's kind of talk through what you get. You get two printers. Yep. You get the the certification that we talked about the, to get uh, in this. What what types of certifications are we talking about that are included here with the sketch bundle? So you get two teacher certifications and you get ten. Uh, or no, two teacher certifications, 10 student certifications. Excellent. So you get both types of certifications. Mm -hmm. And then of course the MakerBot cloud print solution that we talked about. So all and, of that plus, and, and, and multiple schools of material. That's right. You get multiple schools of material too. Um, not infinite, but you get, um, you do get four full rolls and then you get two kind of starter rolls as well. So you get six spools of filament with the purchase. And then I don't even, we're not even showing this here, but you know, access to all of the content that you have, including sample lesson plans and et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of educational resources available and you're essentially getting all of that with this one bundle. So you get literally everything you need to get started with 3D printing in the classroom. And it's, it's actually all of this costs less than one rep plus. 
So people that have been buying Rep Plus for years and years and years, like a lot of them keep, they just keep buying it because it, it works and it's a great machine. And we have people that buy them year after year after year. But I highly suggest you take a look at Sketch, what it offers. Um, and again, you may, be, you may get a Rep Plus or two, but this is going to, this is going to really ramp up what you can do in, in terms of production. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, it just goes back to, you know, what we're trying to do here is giving access to this technology for the students. And, and you can definitely give more access, better access when you have two printers that you can kind of jump back and forth between and you right. know, have one that's idle and maybe one that's in use. So that's, right. that's a very smart solution. Yeah. And, you know, even if, um, you know, even if I'm a teacher and I'm, I'm ready to get started and maybe my my neighbor all of a sudden says, hey, I want to do this. Well, you've you've got a printer. You know, Jeremy, like you said, maybe I could send it over to a different teacher or I could move it here, move it there. And that's exactly. that's the other thing to kind of think about, too, you know, and I love makerspaces and we help people with makerspaces all the time. And I think makerspaces are super important. But the other thing is sometimes just having something like this in your environment, in your classroom, mm -hmm. that's tiny and small. It's not going to take up a ton of room, but that the kids can actually see all day, every day. You know, all of a sudden they notice that one of the tables let's say it's a little bit wiggly and they decide well you know what i'm going to design something that goes underneath that leg and i'm going to print it out and we're just going to put it under there problem solved right so it gives them a chance to actually kind of and for you teachers who knows what they might create to fix problems in your classroom life <laughs> yeah absolutely so then let's talk a little bit now beyond once uh, coming back to kind of where we started once you bring a 3D printing solution into the classroom, the inevitable next question is going to be now, where do I go? What do I, how do I get started with this? And so talk us through some possibilities of how uh, teachers might start off some of the early things they might do and, and maybe where we might go from there. We'll talk through several different types of, of ways that you could work with these, these technologies. Absolutely. So we, we broke this down into a couple phases, um, which I think are kind of fun. And so phase one, it kind of goes with our design process. I call it discovery and exploration. That's the first thing you want to do is just discover and explore. And for those of you in the audience, I, you know, I'm assuming that most of you have been to Thingiverse, but if you have <laughs> not been to Thingiverse, you need to just go to Thingiverse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? We'll include I mean, that link too, but yes, T-H-I-N-G-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. So many free objects for download, just anything you can think of. Just search for it. You'll find it, download it, print it. It's a great fun way to get started. It's a great way to get started. I mean, and sometimes it's just simple stuff. You know, I mean, one example for myself is I, I had a big problem and the problem oh. was my hairbrushes would lay on my <laughs> kitchen counter or my, my bathroom sink. And it drove me crazy because I, I kept looking for a, a brush holder, right? Like, just, I just want to hang it on the wall. I just want to hang the brush on the wall. Thingiverse. I went to Thingiverse. I found my brush holder, printed them out. Now my brushes, they hang on my wall. It's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, again, discover and explore because I think when you go out there, again, have a printer, don't have a printer. If you could spend a, just it, 10 minutes a day, just go look. Have your kids go look, literally make that an activity that's available for them. You know, let's say like I used to have a time in my classroom, Jeremy, where um, let's say the students were done with their work and I'd have a, I've had, I'd have a top 10 things you could do when you were done with your work. Think of, if I had Thingiverse now, I'd be like, Thingiverse, go to Thingiverse, 
find find something that, yeah. that you think would be it's, great to make, right? It's like it's like recess for the internet age. It's wonderful. It is. Um, so if you're not aware of that and you don't have this in your bowl of tricks of things for students to do, great thing to do. So now yeah. when you go out there, you're gonna start with that discovery and exploration. Now, once they start to get that, what you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna wanna have them download things. They're gonna then need to kind of be able to iterate, do things with that. So let's let's kind of move to, um, and again, there's a whole bunch that you can do anything there. But if we go to phase two, now that's gonna be what I call solid modeling, right? This is very basic, basic stuff, but um, I, in the bottom corner, and again, you know, if, if you get a chance, um, or Jeremy, you could maybe type these into the, the comments. Um, this would be using things like Autodesk, Onshape, Tinkercad, um, Rhinoceros, um, SolidWorks. There, there's a bunch of different programs out there that will do this. Um, none of those people are paying. They're not paid advertising. Um, Tinkercad's free. So yeah, and I'll I'll just mention real quick to add to that Tinkercad great free tool for getting started, kind of beginner level, more more limited in what you can do. Onshape is one that we're really loving more and more. Free licenses available for education, available on every platform, browser-based, available for iPads and iDevices uh, with an Apple Pencil. Really cool option for education. So definitely check those out. Yeah, I love Onshape too. I've, I've yeah. used that as well and it's, it's really strong. And they've got some good um, tutorials as well. That's right, yeah. Yeah. really good really good tutorials so and this and going back to what you were saying i just want to touch on what you said before about how much fun it can be to go and you, you find something that you need a little doodad for around the house you go search thingiverse you're going to find it no doubt somebody else has created it and you can download it but when you get to this phase what you're going to start to realize is even if you could go download it from thingiverse it is so much more rewarding to design your own so once you start to actually build your own model from the ground up from scratch and print it out and then put it in your home to solve some problem or whatever it might be. That's really exciting to, to it's know really exciting. created this it from is. nothing. Yeah, it, it is. is. And so really with that, with that solid modeling, you know, you, you're going to start to get kids understanding solid shapes and dimensions, yep. functional parts, how they fit together, building blocks, and this is really, this is the building blocks of what they're going to be doing in engineering, product design and architecture anyway. Right. So you'll, you'll kind of notice that the building blocks that we have on the side there, like we've, we've got some simple buildings that you can make, but then you can get into things like propellers and, you know, you've got the third part that's even more complex again, kind of going from simple to complex, that's right. um, but just that and solid modeling. The wonderful thing about all these solid modeling tools is that when you learn one of them, you're going to have a very easy time transitioning to any of the others because all of the basic concepts are the same. So when you learn about creating sketch layers and then extruding and adding fillets and all the basic things that you do in CAD, you can go pick up any other tool. And as soon as you learn the keystrokes and the mouse controls, you'll be able to pick it up much more quickly. So it really is a helpful tool for students, even if they may end up in a company where they're using a different tool, they'll be much more able to jump in and, and pick it up quickly. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. So, you know, they're, they're gonna get really good with, with these tools, the solid shapes, but then they're gonna need to get even more complex. Again, think of scaffolding, right? Then we're gonna get into phase three, which we call kind of digital sculpting. So these are things that don't have straight lines there on the screen if you're not able to see we've got a hippopotamus and a rose right um or kids favorite thing to print today which is baby yoda um yes. right like 
um, things that are not straight. And this is where it gets into art. So simulating physical sculpting, push and pulling like digital clay, um, high detailed models. And I, you know, Jeremy, I, I talked to an artist at one point that um, he was actually a college professor and an artist, and they had started to do uh, like a ton of sculpting in mm -hmm. VR and then printing it out. Oh and, yes. And it was really interesting to think about because when I talked to him, he, he was, it was a fascinating, sorry, I get lost in fascination because everybody that does this like really well, I just like, I'm in awe of, um, it's almost like I'm a little like, you know, I get a little bit, you know, oh my gosh, they're a rock star. But what he said, and imagine this, if, if you're just, if you're thinking, but like, if you're just, if you're just listening, think about this. So he was talking about having very, very small models that he was trying to do very minute detail on. Because he was like, now imagine it's in VR. I can blow that up so that it's as big as my head. I can add minute detail, shrink that back down, send it to the printer and print it with all of that detail. Absolutely. Like, and not only that, there's just, there's something so powerful about this. If you haven't played around with the VR tools that are available now with, with some of the, the uh, virtual reality uh, sculpting and art tools, it's just, it's really amazing to be able to, you know, paint or draw in three dimensions and spin it around and, and manipulate it in front of you. It's, it's just a fascinating, um, much more immersive kind of an experience. And to then be able to take that creation, like you said, and send it straight to a 3D printer, adds a whole new level to it. It's it's just very cool stuff how it's all coming together. It does. And and then once they're printed out, a lot of people are now taking them. Like I'll have people all the time say, oh, like, can you do multicolor? And this professor actually had told me, he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to print in multicolor because I want kids to paint. I want kids. Right. Again, this is not just about the technology, right? This is about actually doing things with it once it's 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 a piece of art. Um, and this is this this technology is being used in film animation, video games, you know, if any of you right. have kids that want to design video games, do animatronics, toy design. And especially, I mean, yeah, I mean, one of the tools you have listed here is ZBrush. I mean, if, if your students learn ZBrush and learn, for example, character modeling, <laughs> you, you will not have too much difficulty finding a job in, in the uh, entertainment industry, video games, movies, et cetera, because that's what they're all using. It's Absolutely. a very, very uh, um, valuable skill set for sure. So, so yeah, maybe so that's could... kind of we could talk about it for hours and it's it's not like these are the only phases right but i think just from a broad concept to give the audience kind of something to think about and aspire to i think this gives you a good kind of jump start into what what you're going to do through the process of of getting more complex in your thinking about a 3d print Absolutely. So the important thing I think to take away is that there are absolutely available resources to help you get started very quickly, very easily, download all kinds of things ready to print. And then at your pace, as you and your students are ready, you can move into these other much more advanced options. Um, so it's a, it's a great workflow. Um, maybe and I could just give a couple of examples here. Just seam seamless plug too. Yeah. Thingiverse is MakerBots. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Just to make maker sure. bot resource. But it's so, all free. Everything on Thingiverse yeah. is free to download. It's all open source designs, which is all wonderful. open source. And your your kids can design and put things up there to share as well. 
Um, In fact, there are some great collections on Thingiverse for education. They have some some STEM-oriented collections already where they have groups of recommended projects and even some lesson plans and things to go along with them. There's a lot to explore on there. Absolutely. So yes, that is, if, if there's actually a whole Thingiverse education area. So when you go to Thingiverse, again, if you're just exploring for fun, just explore. But if you're really exploring for lesson plans or you want to kind of figure out how to fit it into curriculum, there is a Thingiverse education area. Great area, great lesson plans. Teachers have shared things. Students have shared things. Um, definitely check it out. Um, and then just kind of some, you know, quick examples. Um, the, what I have on the screen here is a water cycle project that was done by um, by some fourth grade students. And so they had kind of printed out the different phases in the water cycle um, and designed them in 3D printing software and then printed them out. Um, this was actually inspired by the MakerBot Educators Guidebook. Um, and so we actually have um, our third version coming out. Um, we actually released it um, about a month or so ago. And Jeremy, we can get you a, a, a link to that. So if Terrific. people want to reach out to you to get a digital copy before it goes to print, um, we can give them, you know, your folks the ability to get that. Um, so um, we'll, we'll make sure Jeremy has that and uh, you'll have to you'll have to reach out to him and, and beg him for that copy. But uh, it's great. Be happy to share it. Just uh, you folks know how to reach us, I believe, but send us an, <laughs> send us an email at info at 3duniverse.org. Oh, he's going to make it so easy for you. <laughs> um, but yes, the MakerBot, the MakerBot Educators Guidebook is used by thousands of teachers. It's, it is amazing. It will walk you through, again, how to print, and it will also walk you through how to create a lesson plan. Um, it has some specific examples again not that you have to stick with them but i think it'll give you it'll get your juices flowing so that you can kind of figure out how you want to do this with other students nice nice and then we have one more here what's this one about and this is the falcon robotics team um carl hayden community high school um grades 8 through 12. um they of course it was a robotics um team um, applying physics, math, um, creating complex robotic devices. Um, they were using digital fa fabrication tools. Um, if you're not on the, if you can't see the slide, it actually has um, their, their 3D design, which is very complex on the screen. And they were actually printing different parts to go on this robot. Um, they, they brainstormed, they figured out what models they were gonna do, they made changes um they evaluated those they repeated it they put them on back on the robot um again this is stuff that as you're designing you, you you can't just go down to you know ace hardware and find the part that's going to do exactly what you need so how are that's you right. going to get that part you know and, and i you know i don't i haven't been part of one of these robotics teams but i can't help but think i know they have uh competitions i can't help but think that especially as they're coming up on a competition the ability to iterate rapidly will really start to become useful. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing, you know, Jeremy, as as they are doing things like, you know, sometimes they have to go underwater or do very tough things. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, and again, for those of you that aren't very familiar, like typically when you start, you're going to print with PLA, just a basic right. plastic, make it easy. I'm going to use easy language. But as you need to get into these more complex parts, you may need to use a carbon fiber or you may need to use an ABS. You, you're going to need to use a different type of material, a PETG. Again, don't let that scare you. 
But as you start to need different materials, and that's where Jeremy's going to have my, my best buddy, Ryan, come on, who's the engineer. I'm the teacher. He's the engineer. We make a great pair. Um, he can explain all of the properties of all those. But what I can say is that when you need to do certain projects that require those, you're going to be able to move up into those projects as you start to include the other printers. So again, it's not just about buying the printer because a lot of times people think, well, I'm just going to buy a printer. That's fine. But then how are you going to grow that through your grades? That's and right. that's and the piece that, you know, I want that's, people to That's important. About. Yeah. You, you have to think about it at an organizational level because there are definite advantages to having a, a common solution distributed throughout, you know, a school, or, you know, throughout your maker spaces, et cetera. It's so much easier to manage. It's, it's easier to, to um, you know, handle updates, to, to handle training, just everything that goes along with it, ordering spare parts, ordering materials. It's just gonna, there's so many advantages to keeping things consistent. And what I, what I like about this system is just like you said, you can, maybe you're starting off with a couple of sketch bundles, but you get to learn the MakerBot, you know, slicing platform, the cloud print, you get familiar with the whole ecosystem. If later on you have needs to get into the more advanced method solutions, cloud print isn't changing. You're, you're using the exact same slicing platform. You're using the same kinds of uh, materials and workflows. So it's, yeah, it's a very easy way to, to uh, uh, keep things efficient and, and, and easy to, easy to work with. Yeah. So real people, real schools, real teachers, real students, um, and, uh, real people in industry. So, you know, it's just, it's an exciting time to talk about 3d printing and think about 3d printing and, and how we can really, you know, impact the the STEM curriculum that you have, um, and and integrate with with everything. So again, robotics. You know, sometimes people think, okay, well, we're going to do robotics. Again, you want three D printing along with that, so that you can create right. other things. Right. And maybe just on a, as we're wrapping up here, I'd like to touch on the support side of things because, you know, not only are you you know, looking at the machine that you're purchasing and the sorts of resources that you'll have to get started. But, you know, at some point you may need help. You might need somebody to work with you. And so it's worth mentioning that as, as you know, part of the solution you're getting here is the uh, 3D Universe team and the MakerBot team to work with you. So we can consult with you. We can help you to come up with the right solution and help you to figure out the components and, and how to get those deployed and how to get up to speed and get things, you know, uh, working well in your classrooms. And we have people at MakerBot that can work with you. They have an excellent support team, very responsive, US-based support. You know, these things are important also as you think about 3D printing, you know, purchases, you know, do you want to get a machine where, you're going to be dealing with somebody that's, you know, in a time zone, 14 hours, you know, different every time you need support. Right. You know, these, these things will impact your experience. Yep. Our support is in Brooklyn, New York, um, yep. which is where our headquarters um, are. And, uh, and the other thing, Jeremy, I, I think it's a great thing that we do talk about, about this because, you know, we do have a one-year warranty on, on the machines that you, that mm -hmm. you get, but we also do have, uh, you know, and it's, and it's a warranty or, uh, just, you know, your standard, you know, it, it, covering basic hardware, you know, warranty, yeah. hardware only all that kind of stuff but we'd also have um extended warranties and what we call maker care and maker right. care adds additional support levels for you um it, it can't depending on what you get we've got things that include like hot swaps for teachers that's mm -hmm. a big deal be able to just say yes. here send it in i'll you know send me a new one i'll send you this one back so, um those kinds of we, things 
And we should mention that MakerBot just added an option for a three-year extended warranty mm-hmm. on the Sketch Bundle, which a lot of schools will want. A lot of schools really want to have that three-year coverage. So that is an option now. Right. I mean, and to have that for three years, to be able to call up MakerBot at any time and say, hey, I'm having a trouble trouble with the extruder or whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's technology. We all, we all admit that sometimes there's, there's, there's an issue with technology and being able to just know that you've got that support behind you. And, and, and Jeremy, I think that is a really good point because there have been a lot and, and you can speak to this better than I can, cause you know, more 3d printer companies, but you know, there are 3d printer companies that have come and they have gone and there's sure. nothing worse than getting a hundred 3d printers in your district. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And the fact right. that, you know, for most people, I don't know if they know, but MakerBot is, um, we are owned by Stratasys, which is the, one of the largest 3D printer companies in the world. Um, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're here. We're here to stay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think most people know the history there. I mean, MakerBot really started this whole thing, you know, in the, in the desktop 3D printing. So um, they've been there from the beginning. Absolutely. Well, and I know I've learned a lot. excited to be partnered with 3D Universe. So this yes. is great. So I, I hope our audience learned as much as I did. There's, there's really, um, I, I think, a lot of value there in, in the educational solutions that you guys offer. And we certainly uh, have a lot of educational customers. So I know this will be um, valuable information. But I think you're offering a promotion on Sketch 2 right now. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. So we do have a special promotion running through the end of June. Um, uh, if uh, Not sure when you'll be watching this video, but for June of 2021, there is a promotion going on right now where you can get uh, a special 5% discount on your entire sketch order. So if you order your sketch bundle, maybe one of these extended warranties we talked about, extra materials, everything on the order maker bought 5% off. Plus you get a free additional spool, uh, free spools of uh, the tough uh, material, which is a great material to start printing with, very easy to work with, but stronger than normal PLA. Um, let's see, uh, did I miss anything? I think that's the- I think so, I think that's, that's it. But I wanna make sure your audience knew that. So I'm sure Jeremy will have the details for you, but um, yes, it's a it's a great deal. Um, and we will, and those, you know, the deals are always, they're always changing. So if you're watching this video at a later time, reach out to us, we'll see what's going on currently, but we're always happy to you know, put together custom quotes, as you know. So just reach out to us, info at 3duniverse.org, as always, uh, or call us. We're always happy to have discussions with you and, and help get you what you need. But uh, this has really been a great discussion, Dottie. I appreciate you joining me and uh, taking the time and uh, uh, being with us today. Yeah, it was great to talk to you too and talk about what I what I love to do and what I'm passionate about. And hopefully we can get other people that are just as passionate. So I Absolutely. appreciate uh, what you do for us. Of course, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, for those watching, please email if you have any questions, we'd love to work with you. As always, uh, you can check back at our blog, 3duniverse.org. Check the graphic in the upper left for 3D Universe Untethered to find all of our recordings and other upcoming episodes. Hope to see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Bye.